just to, to be upfront with everybody, I've, I've been nervous about this particular intro, and I don't know why. I can't for the life of me tell you I why. Get a, I get a text from you, and you're telling me that you're nervous about this. Yeah. You, see, you see, were actually nervous about talking to me about this. Right. Yes. Well, explain to them as, as to why, I, and then I, we'll, we'll go just, forward. That's just it, because I, I here typically on the show, I, I, I don't shy away from talking about uncomfortable subjects. And right. this one for me, for some I don't know why, but for some reason this one here seems like it's going to be an unpopular enough opinion that people might actually get pissed off like really really pissed off but i'm trying to offer an, an alternative perspective and so so basically let me let me just having said that let me just get started so ready yeah. <laughs> all right unpopular opinion incoming and to be fair this is not meant as a slap in the face to any of you who are patriotic and proud of your country my intention is to offer an alternative perspective an unframe of mind if you will so Let's begin. It's been 18 years now, and you're all grown up. We can still remember when you were born like it was yesterday, and we spent your entire life trying to figure you out. Your birth brought tears to our eyes. It opened our eyes to the possibilities of a brand new world in which we are brought closer together by our patriotism and fear. We even named you so that everyone would always remember when you came into this world, but few even bothered to ask why. People spent years of their lives talking about you. Some said the most terrible things about you. Some celebrated you. And some even said you weren't real. We became closer because of you. That much is true. But we didn't become closer because we loved you. Rather, we became closer because we shared in our fear and uncertainty of you. Depending on where we stood, you were either beautiful or disastrous. You taught us how to cherry pick the worst parts of each other's religious texts. You taught us how to oversimplify two worlds more complex than anyone could ever imagine. You taught us a valuable but unlearned lesson about the pitfalls of revenge. You became a symbol of hatred between two wildly different cultures who knew next to nothing about one another. A false dichotomy that made it easy to dehumanize and demonize the other. A catastrophic wedge that made it easy to forget there are good people, evil people, angels, and demons on both sides. You made it easy to forget there is a struggle, strife, hope, and humanity. You made it easy to forget there are people capable of loving and hating, sinning and sainting. Even though we're told every year on your birthday that we should never forget. I, I will never forget, as this day is burned in my mind, the 3,000 plus victims that died the day you were born. I will also never forget the price of vengeance that, that has accumulated since. On this day, let us remember the nearly 7,000 U.S. soldiers who gave their lives, the 48,000 Iraqis, Afghan, Afghanis, and Pakistanis, the majority of which were civilians, nor the estimated millions who have lost their lives as a result of disease, displacement, and the loss of critical infrastructure who died in the name of vengeance and patriotism and fear. All in the name of seeking justice, which was never found. Happy birthday, 9-11. You're all grown up. You're listening to the Unframe of Mind Show, the place to have the most mind-stretching, unprotected intellectual intercourse of your life. Your hosts battle the forces of evil by lobbing fiery balls of truth, reason, and evidence over safe room walls. Alrighty, and we're back. So, that was fun. And of course, before we get into really discussing the topic at hand. Are you glad that we got past that now? I am. I am. I am. <laughs> uh, no, I, again, I don't know why I was nervous, but it was just, it was just something that was really in my, in my heart. You know, so. That was I well had, said. I had to get it out. Yeah. Thank you. Um, um, anyway, before we before we begin, let's let's start with our our favorite segment of the show, the uh, Phobismus, of course. Phobismus. 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 All right. So on today's episode of the Phobismist, we have a special topic that I think you guys will all agree is something <laughs> that is highly offensive. 
It's the old pumps. It's these. And it's not showing yet. Oh, there it is. Okay. It's it's the Reebok pumps. These things, like, are so offensive. Like, you have no idea. And, and once I spell it out for you, you will understand exactly why these things are super, <laughs> super offensive. W- would you like to take a stab in the dark before I give my take on this? Or I, I look at it this way. I think they're uh, it's racial profiling. Oh. And the reason why I say that is is because I think this was geared more towards white individuals that played basketball that couldn't jump as high as black men. So they were probably <laughs> trying to sell this as, well, if you if you pump these things up, then all of a sudden you can play base, you know, basketball like a black man and jump as high as they can. I mean, wow. that, that's kind of where right, I'm going right, with yeah, it. See, that, that, <laughs> I, I, I am offended by that. Yeah. I didn't even think of that angle. I, I actually was running this by a few people at work, and I yeah. ran it past one of my black friends. And he's like, and then the the version I came up with, he's like, nah, that one's not very good because he's usually pretty cool about this kind of thing. So I was like, let me let me see what he thinks because you know I'm really touching on some some ground. I'm not gonna say that one because it really wasn't that good. It, I thought it was funny, kind of, but anyway, what I came up with was even better. What I came up with was even better because and even more offensive, I might add. Okay. These things are offensive because poor little kids in wheelchairs had to stand by and idly. Stand by and idly watch as other kids with feet were able to pump up and actually move faster. Like these kids were actually able to go super fast, but the kids in the wheelchairs were just, they didn't have the ability to pump up their shoes and move faster. Nor did Reebok <laughs> think to come out with a, 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 a pumps wheelchair that little kids could be on the side. You pump up their little wheelchair. How does that go again? <laughs> They pop up their little wheelchair and they take off like a bat out of hell. I mean, I want to see flames flying behind these guys' tires because you guys care about the the handicap that much. Okay? Oh, man. That's great. Anyway, anyway, yeah. So, um, and, and this is how I feel about it. I know it's been a long time. You know, this is this is something that has happened long, long time ago. And the way I feel about it is if Kevin Hart had to go back and, and, and apologize for his offensive jokes about homosexuals, by God, Reebok, get in there and you apologize for the offensive shoes that you put out back in the 90s that were so popular amongst everyone. I would still wear them. I know. that. I, 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 would, still, I would still get down on my knees and just pump them up. And I go right I, I can kind of see it now. You get like this, like this, the, this video. The camera's coming in in slow motion. It shows you leaning down and pumping them up, and that music kind of heightens. And all of a sudden, you stand up and you're looking at a basketball goal, and you go to jump and try to dunk a basketball. And no, you can't do it. <laughs> see, Still can't see, do it. I need them to keep up with my kids now. I'm starting to get old enough that I can't keep up with them, so I need right. them just, to, just to be able to run as fast as them. <laughs> You know, it used to be that it would make you run, you know, plus extra fast. But now it's like I've, I've they had I've to keep up with us this past weekend. Yeah, they really did. They they, really they were did. they struggled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's your episode of the Fobismist for this week, <laughs> and back to the topic at hand. So basically, I uh, I know I know, I, believe it or not, I did not know today was going to be nine eleven until about two days ago when one of the guys at work was like, "Hey, what are you guys going to talk about for the nine eleven show?" Yeah, I said something to you in Telegram about I, it. I know, and then, you, yeah, you said something that, that same, yeah. same day um, right after that, and I, and I looked at my calendar, I'm like, oh, shit, because I don't really keep track of the date. I keep track of the day of the week. Right. <laughs> that's how I keep time, yeah. and I feel terrible, but it's like, you know, that's a good point. We really probably should do something because it does fall live. You know, our live show does fall on that day. The anniversary date. Yeah. Right. So I figured we just start off with the, the usual stuff. Um, this, this isn't a show that's meant to, like, try to purposely offend anybody or anything like that, but we are trying to bring some different perspectives, um, honor and remembrance of the people who died that day, 
Um, and, and it's just a we, we want to bring you something that you're not going to get anywhere else. You know, we're, we're not going to sit here and, and bitch about conspiracy theories or anything like that. You know, even, you know, some of them might have some legs to stand on. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about a little bit about that, you know, as it comes up, because I, I want to let the conversation kind of flow naturally. But I kind of wanted to start off with, you know, where were you uh, that day? Like, what was your experience like? What did you see? Who were you with? You know, that that kind of thing. And just because I don't think uh, either one of us have told that story on the show before. No, I haven't. I was actually working uh, for Big Lots at the time mm-hmm. over off Nolensville Road, and I was working in the stock department. Mm-hmm. And we went in around 6 o'clock in the morning. And we're the only ones there until I think eight or nine o'clock until they open the doors to the public. So with that being said, we um, <laughs> there's quite a bit in the chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we have I guess it's like a satellite radio that plays throughout the store as we're putting up stock, and all of a sudden the feed just cut, like there was no music whatsoever. So I went to the back to the... Um, oh, you're talking about like on the loudspeakers? Yeah, because like, like when you go into any kind of like a department store, yeah, they yeah, have, yeah, you know, the satellite radio and whatever. Background music. Yeah, so that just stopped. So I went back to the break room to find out why the music stopped playing. And the t- we had a small television that was in the break room. Mm-hmm. And it was, on the, it was on the news. And at that time when I walked in, Tower One had already been hit. And I couldn't really put the pieces of the puzzle together. Like, what what the hell's going on here? You know, and why are they showing one of the World Trade Center, you know, centers? On? At that point, I didn't know it was a terrorist attack, and I didn't know it was a plane that went into Tower One. Yeah, you just that, saw I just saw footage, yeah. right. I just saw that it was on fire, and I was like, oh shit! You know, that's you know what the hell's going on? So more of us came back into the break room, and all of a sudden it was like, bam! The second tower was hit. Mm-hmm. And we were like, holy shit, that was when everybody kind of started to put two and two together that this was, a, you know, a plane that hit Tower 1 and now that it has hit Tower 2. And unfortunately, you know, we were at work, so, you know, life does continue on for us. And, right. and uh, so we had to go back to work. But I found myself constantly just kind of migrating to the break room with nobody seeing me, and I was keeping up with the news. Yeah. Yeah, just... And then I started to learn about the... Um, you know, the Pentagon, the Pentagon, you know, was hit. And then, you know, of course, uh, the, you know, the plane that went down and, um, in the field. So it was just like, it was one after another. And I, I remember going home and my mom, you know, she heard everything that was going on and she turned on the news and you just, it was a, it was a bizarre feeling and I, and I really can't explain it. And I'm, and I'm probably sure other people have felt the same way. You just kind of felt like, you felt helpless. You felt um, like, is this really happening right now? Is this really, really happening? Because if you think the, uh, on American soil, nothing has, we have not seen anything like this since Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, this is Pearl Harbor all over again, but just on a bigger scale. And I never thought in my life, because at that time I was only, let's see, 2001, yeah. I was shit 20 years old so it's like and and the u.s almost seemed like invincible at the time like well like, uh, we'll never get hit you know well i mean <laughs> i guess kind of, it never because, crossed your mind really well you know given the time frame in which i grew up we never encountered any kind of major terrorist attack right no major kind of event that had taken place so I was never exposed. I've always read everything that you heard about in our textbooks, you know, back in school, Pearl Harbor and, 
you know, in, in other events throughout the world. So this for me was like, I'm living in this now. Yeah. This has now become my reality and something that I'm watching. And I'm just, I'm just, I found myself glued to the TV for like the next two weeks. I did nothing but watch the news, like wanting to know what was going on, why oh, this yeah. was happening, oh, yeah. just trying to get all the information that I could. So it, it was just a very bizarre time. Can, you know, can so. you do me a favor before I tell my story? Yeah. Can you talk to the comments for just a second? Because I forgot to grab something I really needed for this. Can you, yeah, no, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, yes, my mic was turned off. We, we've actually have recently um, have gotten some new equipment. Um, we have a new camera that we just got that we don't have set up just at the moment. I've got new headphones. So, um, but yeah, let's see. Uh, very well said, Daniel. No fear. Yeah, you know his uh, his opening monologue to this was probably one of the one of the most well written monologues that he's done since he's been doing the show in the last three years. So, uh, what about people with no feet? <laughs> I I can't, I can't tell you that. It's like you know. I, I guess it's <laughs> there's nothing you could do about that. I guess give them like gloves with pumps on them and see what they can do from there. I don't know. <laughs> My goal was Larry Bird. I tell you what, um, I actually, my mom had a chance to meet Larry Bird and Kevin McHale back in the day, and um, she said that they were some pretty outstanding uh, people, so, and uh, white dude. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I tell you what, though, they could always bring those back, and they could actually target, you know, my own, you know, I guess uh, Mexicans for if they ever wanted to try to scale the walls, <laughs> kind of give them some incentive to use the pumps, you know, so, but, um Waiting on Daniel to get back because apparently he forgot something. What the hell did you forget, dude? Find it. What? Son of a bitch. All right, I couldn't find it. Okay. All right. Well, what was it? Now I'm bummed out. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. All right. I'm bummed out because I'd like I would have liked to have shown it too. It's kind of neat, interesting. I can always unzip my pants. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty neat and interesting, but also not very uh, congruent with the sh yeah, topic right. of tonight's show. Yeah. Um. So uh, anyway, basically, so when it, when it, when I had 2001, I graduated. I graduated in 02. So this was my junior year, I would say, September yeah. 2001. That's no, it's my senior year because I graduated the following year, 2002. Okay. So, so <laughs> sorry, I, I, viewed, I viewed the comments. Not supposed to do that while you're in the middle of a thought. Dipshit. All right. Anyway, I'm in, I'm in art class, uh, which is uh, during my senior year, is where I spent, I think, five or six out of my class periods. I spent in that room because I didn't really have a full schedule. Right. So I'd be in there during lunch. I'd be in there for my actual art class. And then cause I'd be in there for other times when I had downtime and just doing work all the time. And that's, uh, it came over the loudspeaker while we were in class and they, they, they announced that tower tower one has been hit, um, over, over the, uh, intercom, really? over the intercom. Yeah. They're, they're like just telling, you know, Hey, breaking in in the middle of your school day to say some shit that you know normally they don't say stuff in the middle of the day on the intercom. So it was just, that's a little bizarre that they would publicly announce it over the intercom. Yeah, they they, they did, and it kind of left us all going, oh, "What? What? What's that even mean?" Like, like hell, uh, you know, eighteen year, seventeen, eighteen year olds. We don't know what the hell Twin Towers even was. Most yeah. of us, you know, Twin Towers, and most it, of y'all hadn't even been to like, New York. I, so. I, yeah, I've never, I've never been to New York. I didn't know nothing about it. Um, we we were living in uh, Wichita, Kansas at the time, and. It was just like we were, we were sitting there going, "What the hell? What, what's that mean? What's going on?" And it was just kind of. It was almost weird putting us in this, in this uh, situation where we were kind of lost. We didn't have TVs to watch the news feed on or nothing like that, you know. So we we're kind of having to wait until you know we get frequent updates throughout the day. Or uh, I can't I can't even remember if if they sent us home early or anything like that. I don't think they did. 
but it was just it was just bizarre like just wondering what the heck's going on can you imagine what social media would have been like would have been like back then if if the events of september 11th happened say today mm-hmm. can you imagine what twitter and facebook and instagram would look like right now? oh my gosh we would have so much footage of that like just just from people just right there being able to record it I mean, if there was any conspiracy theorists, you'd be able to see probably tens of thousands of different angles on it to be yeah. able to make sure that, oh, yeah, it's legit. That really did happen or it didn't happen because look at all this. You, know, you would have had people instantly jumping on there and talking about, you know, what's really happening, who's behind it. You'd still have the conspiracy theories, but it would move along so much faster. Well, you I'm wouldn't not... have to wait for a decade for the for a, a, a 9-11 commission report to come out before you can finally go, start going. Now, wait a minute. This doesn't add up. Now, what? you know, you, you would have found out probably a lot faster for all that. Stuff. I think one of the reasons why I have a big issue with people bringing up conspiracy theories on the actual anniversary date is the fact that you're taking away. You're diminishing the fact that 3000 people lost their lives. Mm-hmm based off of a conspiracy theory. I think that's what that's what bothers me the most is that, you know, this is this is a day that you're just trying to you know, the firefighters, those people in those buildings, they didn't they didn't know if it was a conspiracy theory. They didn't know if anybody was behind it. All they know is is the job in which they were trained to do and that was to save lives. Now help me understand that because I don't really quite get the idea that having a conspiracy theory or at least an mm-hmm. alternative theory about what happened or why it happened, I don't understand how that uh, dim, dim, diminishes the lives that were lost because well, it's just I mean, people trying to come up with a with an answer about well, why. I, it no, happened. I understand it. They're coming up with an answer, but like I told you earlier, you've got 364 days to to, to talk conspiracy all you want. Mm-hmm. To me, today is is strictly about the people who lost their lives, yeah. the the police, the the firefighters, you know, the people in the buildings. That's what. I, it, that's the human element of today. That is that is what needs to be the focal point of you know why we remember today. Yeah. If you want to talk conspiracy, let's do it tomorrow. Let, let, let's do it you know a week from now. I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. But today it's let, let's just kind of hone in on the on the human side of this and and realize that you know people were jumping out of a building burning or a bil- bu- building that was on fire. Sorry, I'm kind of getting my words kind of jumbled, but. Um, you know, these were people that, that took over a plane that risked their lives to try to, to make sure that another building wasn't hit and drove it into the ground. That is, you, you want to remember the, the, the hero side of this day right. that people try to bring to, to save a fellow man. Let, let, let's, let's take the politics out of it. Let's take the conspiracy you know, theories out of it. Let's just remember today as, as a day that, you know, People were just trying to save one another, you know, when strangers became friends and friends, and you know, eventually became family is, is the way I looked at it, because you got these guys that are on this plane that are trying to trying to, you know, come up with the plan to, to, to overtake it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that needs to be celebrated for what it is. Yeah, I, I appreciate, yeah, you know, you know so. that, that mode of thinking that, that yeah. you have. I wish more people thought that way, that they were more. Uh, willing to take a take a moment, step back, and you know, just get out of the daily grind of the politics of it yeah. all, and just just you know, remember the people, the, the the good, you know, the good things, 
Um, it seems like with a lot of these events that happen, you have the same. I mean, it makes sense that on the anniversary of something that would happen, that it would become a big talking point. And yeah. now, now suddenly people want to talk about it. And I mean, I don't, I can't fault people for that. And no, I, I that's fine. I, I'm not, I'm not upset that just people want to go that route. And, and, and I, just... I liked, I liked what you did as far as the uh, Facebook group. I, you didn't even talk to me about it, but I was like, I, I think, I think you know me well enough that I was like totally on board with that. Um, that we just suggested everybody take a, take a day to not even post in the group. Like we just go ahead and just. Take this day. Don't don't get don't worry about getting on Facebook. You know, just enjoy your families and remember the day for what it is. Um, you know, and that was that was pretty cool. I like that. You know, I think that shows a humility and a human side of what we do to people that, to know that we're not just here to talk about you know you know all the all the crazy shit in the world. You know, we're here to talk about you know real shit. You know, mm -hmm. stuff that actually yeah. affects people and, and 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 has a deep impact on their lives. So. I thought that was pretty cool, and I appreciated that. Yeah, the purpose of doing that is just say, you know, let's take a time out from social media. Let's take a time out from talking politics or conspiracy theories. And let, let's just be a day to where we can just kind of hone in on, on the families and, and the lives that were lost. You know, all that's right, all so it was. Let me, let me head over to the to the comments section for just a minute here. But um, My mom uh, piped in. She said, oh, I didn't get to the rest of my story. Um, but she said, no, I, I went the whole day. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. I didn't remember going home early, but I know some people, it, it, you hear so many of these stories that you start to kind of mix in other people's stories into your story a little bit. Um, some people are yeah. like, yeah, they, they let us out of school. Anyway, I've heard that enough, but we did not, I guess. Um, anyway, years, years and years later, it, it was, it had to have been in the 2010s of some, whatever the, the, the teens, um, my buddy from high school comes over to visit my house in uh, Tennessee, mm -hmm. where we lived in, in uh, Columbia. Sorry, brain fart. I was like, <laughs> where is that place we just lived before we lived here? And we lived over in, over in Columbia, and he came to visit. You know, it had been the first time I'd really seen him in years and years, so... We were, we were just reminiscing and, and going through old artwork and shit that I had sitting around the house. And he was going through looking at them and stuff, and he noticed that one of them, the date on it was nine eleven oh one. I was like, "Really?" I was like, "That's interesting. Let me see that." So I, I, I held it up and I looked at it, and you know what this picture was? It's the one I turned it. That's the day I turned it in. I signed it, mm -hmm. I dated yeah. it, turned it in that day. Um, and and I had drawn it before that day so this wasn't like I was I heard the the announcement and then was inspired and then did this no this picture I did the night before I was working on it a few days prior up to it and what the picture was is of, a, of it was it was a, a yin yang which was kind of hot in the 90s everybody wanted to do yin yangs <laughs> and everybody wanted to do dragons but well, you know so I had dragons and yin yangs it was, yeah. it was you know everybody was doing that symbiology symbiology but what made this unique and what made it interesting is that the dragons were actually twin dragons attached at the tail around the uh, yin yang. Yeah. It was like, I know it doesn't, maybe it's just coincidental, but it's just kind of cool that, you know, I just happened to be drawing twin dragons on, you know, and turn it in that day, finished it that day yeah. when the, when the twin towers fell, I was like, I, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what to make of that. Probably, that is you know. interesting. Yeah. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you this much. So about two years later, two mm -hmm. years after September 11th, um, found out that my uncle and my aunt had moved out to D.C. My uncle was a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. So he was then transferred to the Pentagon. Um, I had decided that I was going to go out there um, for Thanksgiving to visit with them. And I've never been to Washington and, you know, wanted to kind of see the sights and, and, and do that whole thing. So 
I get out there. Now, at this point, security is still real heightened. I mean, to get through the airport, I mean, you literally had to get there like maybe two and a half hours oh, before your scheduled flight. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was still, that. you know, especially around the holidays. I never experienced that because I've never flown, but I do remember. Oh, dude, it yeah. was a nightmare. So I fly into Baltimore because a lot of the flights that were going into um, D.C. were just, they were all booked up. Yeah. So my uncle, who was... In the Air Force at that time, came and you know he drove up to Baltimore, and uh, of course they lived in Virginia, and he came and got me from the airport. It was like a maybe an hour and a half drive, wasn't too bad. So we're there, and the very next day we decided that we were going to do with the tour of the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Now this was my first chance to be in a, a place where September 11th did happen. And I, and I kind of got a little emotional about that because, you know, you're walking into a building that was, was impacted, you know, you know, on that day. So we get there, security clearances, oh, my God. Thank God because of his, you know, security clearance. During that time, they weren't offering um, tours in the White House, and they, they, they weren't offering public tours, to, you know, in the Pentagon. Right. So we had to stay with my uncle throughout the whole thing. Now, oh, So you kind of got <clears> a special... Special, uh, uh, not treatment, but you know something that the normal that, public, that, yeah, weren't. I, I can't find well, my words today. <laughs> it, it was it was pretty wild because we went to the the outer the outer ring as they call it of the Pentagon to see where they actually you know where all this you know happened. And I tell you what, it was it was an eerie feeling because you walk through there and you see nothing but drywall. You see where they're still trying to finish up the you know the last um that section of the pentagon and and i'll never forget it i don't know why this stands out to me but at the bottom of the hallways there are these strips of arrows and i looked over my uncle and i said hey i said "What, what is this for he goes well in the event of a fire or smoke when you're on your hands and knees and having to crawl out they illuminate they glow in the dark and the arrows tell you which way to go in order to exit the building I thought that was kind of wild, you know. It was something they implemented after 9/11. So we went through there, and then we went into what was, I think, it's called the Hall of Heroes. And on this wall, there's a guest book that's right in the middle. But on this wall were all the names and recipients of people who lost their life that day. And then on one side, the people that were awarded the Silver Star. The other side was the people who who were awarded the the Purple Heart. Now, what's the what's the, I know what the Purple Heart is. What's the Silver Star again? I don't want to. Um, I I can't think of it off the top of my head. If you guys know, just spit it out there. But but in the middle was a guest book for people to sign. Right. And then off to like if you're looking at it head on, mm-hmm. off to the right, there's a little chapel for people to go and pray and you know and things of that nature. So. That was actually the heart of where the Pentagon was hit, was the Hall of Heroes and then, of course, where the chapel was. So that, to me, was kind of like, as you know, as we're talking about, as we aged, this was two years after September 11th. Yeah. And then, you know, going and did seeing it, that, and it was just an eerie feeling. Um, did it kind of make it almost more real to you? 
Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, it did, but in the same sense too, and this is where I kind of, I mean, not that it, not that it was fake to you before, but like maybe there was, you know, just made it a little the, more. Well, just the solid. element of, of just shock value of being there, knowing what took place that day. It all comes flooding back. Right. The, the, the two weeks of watching the news, hearing about it when I was at work, watching it on TV, all that shit just really start, you just starts to stream back to you. And I mean, it was a good trip, you know, because it was around Thanksgiving and I got to spend some time with family. But it, it's just that's one of those moments that's appeared in your life that you that you just don't forget. That's one of those trips that you just no matter how many things you go through in life, you don't forget that. That yeah, is that cool. that ingrains cool. itself inside of you. And you mentioned wanting to go so. see the uh, uh, 9-11 memorial. Yeah, at some I point in your life. Yeah, I, I'd like to go. Um, I, I really want to go on the anniversary date up to, 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 you know, New York city and see the, the memorial and, yeah. you know, it's kind of pay tribute to that. But, you know, after that, um, after that time, I had a lot of buddies that signed up to join the military yeah, and, yeah, I heard about that too. you know, um, you know, I lost two of my buddies over, what was it in Afghanistan? And, um, I have another buddy of mine who got out probably about, I want to say four years ago, finally, but yeah. he enlisted right after September 11th, and I remember going. I got a buddy of mine as well. From yeah, a, a good one of my best friends from high school was. Uh, he was already in ROTC. I think he was already heading uh, the military route anyway. But yeah. he, he ended up getting stationed over in Germany for a while, and then over mm -hmm. in, in Afghanistan for a while. So I, I, I just I can't even imagine. But I think I, I don't know a whole lot about what he saw and did over there. Um, I'd like to talk to him about it more, you know, to find out, you know, what his experience was with that. But that would be, it'd be kind of an interesting perspective just based on what, what we know has happened in the aftermath, you know, as far as. Well, and that's something that I've talked to a, a good buddy of mine that did go. And like I said, he just recently got out of the military, you know, he finally mm -hmm. retired, but, um, it, it fucked him up. It did. I mean, just the shit that they saw yeah. over in Iraq over, I mean, we'll, we'll get onto that, you know, another day if we ever go down that road. But, um, it's just interesting to see how much it changed the lives of those around you and the people that you never thought would join the military did yeah. because of that day. I, lo so. I loved that. Like right after that happened, you know, it was like everybody in America had an American flag on their car, on their house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, patriotism was at peak levels. Uh, you know, you couldn't buy an American flag anywhere you want. Uh, yeah. You basically had to paint <laughs> your own if you really wanted one. And then even then it was probably hard to buy to, to find the red, white and blue paint. It's probably sold out, um, but it was just, it's 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 quite a thing to see, and and it's a shame too that it takes such a massive uh, shock event like that to get people to realize how much they have in common, yeah, um, how much they value each other. Mm -hmm. um, it 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 really it really kind of bums me out that it takes that before people can step back and go. Oh, we can love each other. We can get along despite our differences. We, you know, we don't have to sit there and keep fighting and squabbling over this dumb shit. It may, it kind of puts it into perspective that, you know, maybe there's bigger forces at work here that we can all join forces and, and battle. You know, it's almost a, a lot of people talk about the only way we're going to end all these wars in the world is if we're invaded by aliens and then suddenly everybody can find a commonality or common ground to, to battle against a, a common enemy it's like that that's a, that's a damn shame that that has to be that way kind of reminds me of the movie independence day yeah yeah Smith, basically the whole world all of a sudden you know everybody loves each other you know it's like come on that, that, yeah, it, i think it shouldn't take that it well it really and, and, and something that we we discussed earlier was the fact that 
everybody gets so pumped up to be, you know, united as one, united we stand, united we fall, all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden, two years, a year later, I feel like that just dissipated. It it just kind of went away. And then we went back to our normal lives. We went back to celebrating our, our patriotism on specific days of the year again. All of a sudden, I'm an American on July 4th. I'm an American on uh, (laughs) 9-11. Yeah, and then Memorial Day. And it's like, whoa, why why should we only have three holidays in which we are proud to be an American and proud to be patriots? You know me well enough to know I'm like this 24 hours, seven days a week. You know, I mean, that's. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're you're basically all American hero G.I. Joe minus the minus the BDUs. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's just. I don't understand. Although you'd probably look pretty stunning in some BDUs, wouldn't you? Right, we can always try to find <laughs> out. You know, first time for everything. So, so, so um, just to hit up some comments here, um, Tina Tina Robinson says that all the classrooms at my high school uh, with uh, with TVs had them on so we could watch the news coverage. Uh, that that I bet that was, I bet that was nice because you weren't kind of left in the dark. You know that, right, I, yeah. that that's the one thing I didn't like is just kind of being left in the dark, wondering what the hell's going on. Um, Anthony, uh, cloud customs, cloud nine customs. Uh, that's, uh, Jeremy. Uh, if you haven't seen that episode, please go back to last Wednesday and watch that or catch it on podcast where I've edited it to a shorter version. It is an, probably one of my favorite episodes in a while, by the way. Um, that was last Wednesday, but anyway, he says, uh, Anthony, your Pearl Harbor comment just hit me hard. Very different perspective. And I, I actually wanted, wanted to bring something up, um, because it really was similar in a lot of ways to, to, um, the attack on Pearl Harbor mm-hmm. and not, not in the way that y- you were talking about as much, but in the way that why, like the question for me is always like, why were they attacking in the first place? Like what, what reason did they have to attack us? Talk about Pearl Harbor. Uh, both of them. Both of them, and there's a lot of similarities between the two, in far as far as uh, U.S. intervention in, in terms of um, different uh, restrictions they were putting on trade routes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in in terms of just they were putting economic pressure on these on, on these other people, and they were doing you know they were over there meddling in their affairs basically. Um, I, I just learned this from Dan Carlin's Hardcore History that he had just uh, came out earlier this year about um, the way all that came about the Pearl Harbor thing mm-hmm. and a lot of it was Japan was in the process of kind of overtaking China they were conquering and you know there, there was constant battles and things going on so they were already making their way into the mainland China and they were getting more and more powerful right well US didn't like that <laughs> they, they they were like now nah, you are getting too big for your britches so we're gonna put our our fingers on the lever here and do it in kind of a way where nobody's going to get all mad about it that wherever they're attacking you, right. we'll just we'll just control your trade routes and put your sanctions on you and whatnot. And it actually ended up causing quite a bit of strife and struggle in those areas where people were like having like a lot of the things that they needed to operate or eat <laughs> weren't available all of a sudden, and you end up getting a, a situation where they needed they needed to do something to either get the U.S. off their back or make them at least come out in the open and say, hey, all right. We're actually in a war. Let's be open about it here. And that's kind of what uh, led to Japan. I'm not justifying it, saying it was good. Right. But, you, you know, seeing it from their perspective and hearing the story from that angle really kind of makes you go, oh, I, I guess I could kind of understand why the desperation. Because, you know, you think about the U.S. as such a huge enemy. 
and then a little island country like Japan to just attack us like that? You you, you had to have been desperate because you, you can't possibly think that you're going to take us on head on. Well, it would have been one thing if they would have went after our country just in general, but they went after the military. That's the difference. They knew what they were doing. They were going after our superpower, which is the military at that time. So right. if you cripple the military... You leave the U.S. pretty much vulnerable at that point, and that's what they ended you, up you doing. Could, you, so, you, ideally, you could have. I, I, don't, I don't know what all the specifics were, and I don't think anybody knows exactly why they did or how they did or what the strategic plan was for it. Right. But what I guess what I'm pointing to is the similarities between the two. You know, the fact that the U.S. is already over there kind of meddling in their affairs. We're already putting sanctions on them, just like, you know, um, and we're still doing it today. And yeah. it's, it's like, at what point do we just mind our own fucking business and just you know yeah i get it i i hear this from the like the guys at work will be talking and they're like well if we don't go over there and get them they're going to come over here and i was like well you know it costs a hell of a lot more to attack than it does to defend like like you that's actually a tactic that we taught osama bin laden in his you know is is you just let your enemy keep attacking you they're going to run out of funds eventually they can't keep that up forever that's very expensive right um but for to defend yourself you know i i just i just i'm i'm a big proponent of the non-aggression principle and it's like if unless i am actually being attacked i don't feel like there's any need to attack somebody else you know yeah they're fucked up they got their own things going on over there like i don't agree with what they got going on i don't agree with half the shit we got going on but it's like at the same time i can kind of understand why the desperation why the need to make a big impact and attack um again not saying it was the right thing to do it was terrible. So it's like you also, you, you kind of got to understand. I'm I'm not. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to tiptoe around this without like out just trying to piss people off here. But it's just trying to take the time and look at it from different perspectives and kind of understand what the driving force was for people to do something like that and think that that was the the right move for them. You know. Yeah, and I think it's unfortunate that any time you know countries are meddling in certain things. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's civilians that have to pay the, the ultimate price yeah. when it comes to yeah, you know situations like this. But going some, back uh, to and, and to, on that point, that's something that's kind of new to modern warfare that didn't used to be a thing back in the day, like pre World War One. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was pre World War One. A number of the um, uh, all of the battles, pretty much that were fought, were fought on terms where hey, y'all, we're going to meet out here at this field, at, you know, this day, and we're going to battle out. <laughs> you know, it really wasn't a whole lot. The of, civilian casualties yeah, were very minimal. That was a new. That, that was kind of a new thing um, yeah. in in terms of uh, the rules of engagement and war. Around well, war, I think a lot of it is is that if you inflict, you know, some kind of pain and suffering to, you know, civilians, mm-hmm. that tends to draw a lot of heartstrings. That oh, tends oh, yeah. to. To, you know, to place the blame on others is is it's so easy to do. Much easier. The patriotism you know, goes way up, and everybody gets along great. Well, and everybody gets on the same page of like, yeah, we need to go after those those bastards. Now, and I, I get that too. I, well, I <laughs> that's, mean, that's I, the shame. I, I understand both perspectives. Right, here. but like, the correlation between you know Pearl Harbor and September 11th is that we have not seen a significant you know, attack on the U.S. since then. Right, right, right. The casualty difference is, is really not too far off. But with that being said, you know, if you look at the time in which Pearl Harbor was hit, the woman, uh, women took over the workforce, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it was one of those things where with September 11th, we all came together as one. We, we try to uh, unite the country. But then somewhere along the way, 
we kind of, it's almost like people got exhausted yeah. or they got tired of the patriotism. But then politics got involved and, you know, the, the conspiracy theories. And then, every, and then all of a sudden you find yourself like, well, I, this isn't very patriotic if this yeah. was an inside job. This isn't very patriotic if it was, you know, politicians are using this to, to, to gain political votes. Mm. People shy away from that shit, dude. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. You can talk conspiracy theories all day long. But that essentially, it, it, it takes away the spirit of, of the, the American people coming together. Of course, we all want answers. I understand that. Right. I, I wholeheartedly do. But you have to understand what that does to a population that's trying to come together mm -hmm. and, you know, for just for humanity's sake, you so know. Here, so. Here's the problem with conspiracy theories, though, is that some of them are actually true. I'm not saying they're not true. I mean, right. What I'm saying is that that's the problem. And, and people do come up with wild ideas, but some of them do are actually true. And, right. and the reason people start coming up with these these theories is because they know that they've been lied to by their own government in the past. Mm. Like like stone cold smoking I know, gun I know. proof. So it's like it's easy to understand why people would like be looking for alternative solutions when the official narrative doesn't fit. It's like and we do I mean, you and I do it all the time on the show when we yeah. see a, a big news story that the media is like, oh, look at this racist guy over here. And then we see the whole story. Um, I, I saw I saw a clip that was going around the Internet that was amazing with a, a, a little a little black boy and a little white boy. Uh, running up to each other and giving each other a big old hug. Oh yeah, yeah. but the only part of the video you see is the. Well, hey, the okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, they, they they run up to each other, give each other a big old hug, and the, and the caption on it, you know, the guy that posted it was like, and they're trying to tell us that you know, uh, racism is 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 a you know big big huge deal in the country. It's like, and then somebody else did a parody of it, not a parody, but they did a, a clip pretending to be CNN. And, and they showed just the end of the clip where the little uh, black boys running away and the white boys chasing after him. You yeah. know, they're, they're playing tag or whatever they're playing. And, and they re rewrote the headline as, uh, you know, a little black boy chases down or, or a little white boy chases down a black boy in, on the streets or something. <laughs> and it, it just it just kind of showcases how ridiculous it's all gotten where we I think, like you mentioned earlier, the social media aspect of it. Like even if if this happened today, the social media aspect, you would have people instantly already coming up with alternative theories, already checking the documents, already looking into the different sources and trying to figure out and trying to chase down. And it would happen at such a, a an accelerated rate right. that our heads would spin. Yeah. That maybe we, instead of having five five alternative theories, we'd have a hundred alternative theories. And, and it's just like, holy crap, man. It's, 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 it's hard not to when you know you're constantly being lied to all the time. Yeah, it's it's not to, to say that things couldn't be believed or the conspiracies aren't true. It's just, you know, again, it's, okay, well, we'll pick up that conversation tomorrow. You yeah. know, innocent lives were lost today. Let's kind of focus our, yeah, our heads yeah, on that. Yeah, I, I totally, so. I, totally I, I like that, that mode of thinking. That's, yeah. I think more people should be like that. I really do. Um, I want to... <laughs> Hit up the comments one more time here. Um, the Zep one says they're gonna kiss. I don't know if they're talking about you and I, but I mean maybe that. You know, stay tuned for later in the show. Maybe we'll we'll have a little you know show. Uh, also subscribe to us on Pornhub.com forward slash Unframe of Mind. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> so, for every stroke, we plant a tree. So mom, mom Patricia Wagner, my mom, she says it was great when everyone came together. But you're right, it should be that way always. Yeah, that's that's yeah. <laughs> it does break my heart too. So um, how as a nation do we get back to that? Mm, Seeing well, how divided uh, we are today. Uh, Seeing how politics is really kind of through a wedge between. Yeah, I kind of alluded to that um, 
in that intro piece earlier and i'd still like to hear what your thoughts were as i was reading that because I, I, I was i was thinking about having you read that ahead of time but i was like no nah, we'll just do it live um but as far as the wedge aspect of it i alluded to that was that i think there's there's this this thing that we do where we want to simplify things and make it just us versus them the wedge the wedge issue the divide and conquer crap that i'm always talking about right and it's like if if we're gonna if we're gonna see that level of patriotism again it's gonna take a common enemy again unfortunately i hate i hate to say that but it's going to take another major something happening. But don't people realize collectively, if we're this patriotic all the time, the possibilities of another foreign attack or another attack on, on U.S. soil probably wouldn't happen again. You, you I mean, that, right. that shows the strength right. of a country and it shows the strength of a people. And I'm sorry, but if I see it, that almost, kind of level like of strength, a, I wouldn't want to mess with yeah, that. Yeah, almost, like almost like a big, tough, confident guy walking down yeah. the road versus a guy that's walking down the road kind of slouching down. And Basically, Proud Boys Antifa. <laughs> Proud Boys versus Antifa. There you go. So, the quest, the question you know, here, Alpha versus Soy Boy. So. <laughs> uh, Patricia asks, uh, the UN has a lot to do with why we and other countries are there, doesn't it? We're not the only country there or other places. Uh, yeah, I think... I'm not I'm not like totally super versed on foreign affairs. So, you know, do your own research on this, of course. But there is a lot of issues where we have these proxy wars going on where, say, Russia and the United States are over in Syria kind of fighting each other. But it's it's in a proxy kind of way. Um, a lot of other countries have allies that are required to kind of jump in and help, you know, when things go down. So it's like while we're all not directly fighting just, you know, in each other's face. There is always I, I, some I, sort of war going. Yeah, on. I think there's a lot. A lot of these wars are proxy wars for the superpowers. You know, it's almost like they're uh, they're playing chess over to the side and yeah. making you think, oh, we're not really, we're getting along fine, we're good. And meanwhile, they're over here moving chess pieces in other parts of the world, and, and it's kind of like this right here, <laughs> getting their frustration shit you know, out. You're out looking there. away, and you're trying to place your pieces where you want them. So let me ask you this: So, what do you think it's going to take for? us as Americans to get back to that level of patriotism. And if you don't think that we're there, what do you think it would take for us to get to that point again without there being actual, without an attack? Yeah. Oh gosh. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, based on what we've been, we've been looking at. I, part, part of me wants to point to all of the division that we already see that is constantly being, you know, no, I mean, as a, like, no, what I mean is as an individual, what can you do to bring about that patriotism back to kind of help spread it, to, to recognize it, to get yeah, people well, involved? Well, you know, almost, almost uh, I guess, I guess if you think of it this way, it's like um, when you're patriot, when you're, when you're patriotic, you're really proud. You have something to be proud of. Oh, yeah. And when a number of us, like at least half the country already, is not proud even of our own figurehead. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not proud of my country. I would say as of today, but I'm. I'm proud of the principles in which it was founded on. Yeah, I, I, I wish, wish we could get back to that. Yeah, you know, I, you know, and that's where sometimes I kind of wonder if I'm if I'm more constitutionalist than anything else. I, th I think you are. My, I'm, more I'm more deep seated in that in that kind of realm because that's what I believe in. That's what the country was yeah, founded off more, of. If I had to describe you, it'd be more of a minarchist constitutionalist, um, or, or even a libertarian. <laughs> um, so a Andy says there's evidence. RT America, the Russian propaganda channel in the U.S., is deliberately quote unquote stirring the pot. 
to have groups of people upset with one another. Uh, There's evidence for um, even Facebook and Google and these major social media companies doing the same thing. It's all over the place. It's not just with, you know, foreign countries and, you know, that are And part of it's it's just because a lot of it just gets clicks. You know, you make money when people are pissed. And I, and I hate to say it, but people really like to engage when they're angry. Like, if you have a full social media feed of positive news, you kind of get bored with it for a while. People kind of get burnt out on on on. You, you know what's news, you but, know what sad is is when we have a show like this and we're we're openly talking about September 11th and things of that nature. We're not going to get nearly as many clicks and likes as say if we said something that was outlandish or threatened to hurt somebody or. You know, if we were actually being racist, you know what I'm saying, or yeah, we were yeah. being some way kind of destructive if, towards if we society. There, if we sit here and spent the whole episode being super uber patriotic and going, you know, fuck the Muslims and we need to go over there and kill every one of them, you yeah. know, if that's the the message we were putting out, um, I think that would get a lot more people going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like that. It's it's engaging that that fury fury that people have. It's like, but I I. I like to be more of more of on the humanist side of just recognizing that those are people too. Like, well, I, I, I we might have a problem with the figureheads of those governments and stuff, but for the most part, the people are just people doing well, what people you, do. Well, you know my stance on Muslims. I I am not particularly fond of that religion or type of people. Right, and, that, and that's happens, and that's okay, so. and that's okay. But right. you know, my problem is when you actually go over there and start attacking them when they're not doing shit to you. At least, I mean, the average person. Over in a Middle Eastern country, ain't they may not to the majority. Person in majority the of the States. Muslims may not be harming other people, but they all read the Quran. They all believe in Allah. So, yeah, and I did allude to that as well in that intro. Is, is, is yeah, talk, talking about how we we cherry pick the worst parts of each other's books of our religious text. Um, that that's because uh, well, they do the same thing with Christians too. I mean, don't get it. Don't get it twisted. No, I'm not going to get it twisted. They'll, they'll, go, through, they'll go through the Bible and look for the worst, most heinous you know, shit and hold it against us, just like we're doing with theirs. I, I don't know. I don't know what's in their book. I know. I know what I hear on the mainstream media. I've I, had a chance to study I, the Quran, and it's it's man. You feel like you've you seriously have sold your soul to the devil when yeah. you read that book. I mean, it, I, 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 I think that you should, and I think that you yeah. should research it and actually study it. Mm-hmm. And the times that I've had to be able to do that, I was very i almost felt concerned for like my friends i'm like because we have muslims here at home that are reading this exact same book that is feeding this idea this ideology whether they're violent or not it is still spewing itself within our neighborhoods and with our cities and so forth that is scary for me you gotta, that is you gotta really scary for from, me. From my perspective as well, though, I could say the same thing about any religion for that matter. Right, it, right. I know, I know Christians on the whole tend to be, you know, one of the more peaceful religions, so right. I'm not as worried. But, you know, in the same time, I do feel like, you know, from my perspective, that it is kind of a, another brainwashing document, just like, you know, the Quran is, but maybe on a different kind of level. Um no, it's on a different kind of level. Well, yeah, you need to read it. I, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I, I've read some of it, but not enough to be able to really sit here and give you the. You know, I, I'm sure there's some good parts in there, just like there's some good parts in the, in the, in the Christian yeah, Bible. Right, right. And, and I'm, I'm not, not gonna. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to like compare the two and say they're equal to each other in any way. Yeah, that's, they're, that's they're not, Yeah, that's not, not what I'm close. trying to. They are very, very different cultures yeah. and very. In, you know, just in the fact that Sharia Sharia law tends to be an all-encompassing religion and political and economic yeah. structure. That's that to me is. Uh, 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 way too close to totalitarianism for me. Like I, I'm not. It's deep, dude. I'm not it's interested like... in that. <laughs> I, I, a matter of fact, if I had a choice between 
being ruled by Christians and being ruled by the U.S. government right now, I'd probably pick the Christians. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just I'm just saying. You know, uh, at least at least if I'm if I'm following Christianity, I have a, I have the option to do so. With the U.S. government, I don't have that choice. If right. I if I don't do what they say, anyway, you you know where I stand on that. But um, yeah, I guess I guess uh, I think we covered everything we were wanting to talk about tonight. Yeah, we got the. Well, you know, yep. That's pretty much it. <laughs> all, all the points I had to cover tonight. Is there anything else yeah, you wanted to no, add? No, I'm just, uh, you know. Oh, I, oh, sorry. What, what were your thoughts? Just out of curiosity, what was going through your head as I was, I was reading that? Just, you know. You know, I think that there is a, there is a part of September 11th that is is always missed, mm-hmm. and I think because we've become a society built on the politics, the the divisiveness is, you know, just a now the political correctness you know we have gotten so far away from september 11th and, and for, for what it stood for in a very kind of morbid way because people you know their lives were lost mm-hmm. so when i'm listening to that it's it's we we did grow up as a country you know it's it's been 18 years and i'm severely disappointed and my fellow americans because you know, now it's just a, it's just another day. It's just Memorial Day. It's, it's Fourth of July. Yeah. We celebrate it for one day and then we go about our lives. It's this, this hey, is hey, something we, that we, we do the uh, thoughts and prayers equivalent on social media this day. Yeah. You know, and, and I can be notorious for doing it, but the, the difference between me and probably most is, is that I'm pretty consistent throughout my patriotism when I want to discuss things or things that I post and, you know, and that that's always been evident. That's well documented. But I just I don't understand why we, we've become a society that's too busy. We don't have the time to do X, Y and Z. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just I don't know, man. It's a different time in which we live in. You know, I mean, that's why I often wonder how September would be, you know, well received if if what happened in 2001 would have happened today. I think that the uh, the correlations between the two, I and I hate to say this as Mormon as it, it, it sounds, but September 11th was almost, in a way, a good thing. And meaning that it it brought so many people together, you know, in a peaceful, harmony uh, way. You mean you mean I don't know I don't know that you meant it was a good thing. No, no, no. Not as far as the attacks. As far as it had its positive sides as well. Yeah, yes. Let me correct myself <laughs> yeah. before that little clip gets blown way out of the fucking proportion. Yeah, right. I need to rephrase that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yes, that's what I meant. There you have it, folks. <laughs> Anthony, you're right here. Just admitted 9-11 was a good thing. Yeah. No, that's not what I meant. I just felt and like... he wishes it would happen again today. <laughs> no. I, I No. God, no. <laughs> no. No. I, I just think it, it really brought the best out in us as Americans and us as people. And yeah. the way we came together and the way we showed the patriotism that we did. Right I just wish that over the years we would have stayed consistent with it and not kind of fallen off on All it. Right. So. so you guys have been watching yet another episode of the Unframe of Mind show and I don't think anybody would disagree that this has been yet another uncomfortable conversation without a condom. For sure. This is a this has been a good one. I think uh, I, I'd like to continue the conversation in the chat. So just uh, if you have any other questions, any comments Comments, just let us know and if you want to be a guest on the show in future episodes please head over to unframeofmind.com and I'm gonna ask an, a, a, a different favor today if you guys don't mind if you guys could uh, head over to your favorite podcasting app and just give us a review on those apps 
a five star review or whatever you know i'm not going to tell you what how many stars to give us but i certainly hope for five you know that'd be great um if you guys could do that for us that would be great because we'd like to get our numbers up in the podcast and get get more people to see the show you know and that that's that's actually one of the main metrics that they use to determine which shows to put in front of people when they do searches so, so let me ask you this before we had before we kind of get off um yeah i guess live feed so what like what is the what are we looking like the next couple of weeks as far as the new studio oh shit <laughs> we got a ways. Come on, man. We got a ways. We got a ways. Let's expect that. It, it's always good to now. talk about the future, six especially if you're pop, you know, positive. I'm, I'm working on building a new, new uh, uh, workspace slash studio area. Yeah. Uh, part of the issue with this small studio is we can't get enough space between us and this green screen right here. Yeah. Um, that makes it a, a big. Plus newer equipment, too. Yeah. So. Did, did anybody see that move when I did that? Oh, wow. It doesn't even look like it moves. That's yeah. cool. That's wild. That's cool. Anyway, no, there's, there's a big there's a big issue with that. Um, let me let me show you here chroma key there that, hey. yeah that's just what we look like without the background um now there's the problem this is we can't get that green screen back far enough so this will give us a little more space where we're not casting our own shadows on there and ruining the effect well new lights new cameras we've already purchased one so it's it's all coming together yep we're gonna have a new camera it's here crap. probably in the next couple, couple weeks we gotta order one more part to have it all set up and ready to go it's a yep. dslr camera so it might actually be even better quality footage i don't know we'll find out yep until next week, I appreciate y'all hanging in there and watching us through this, the course of the show and interacting. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, until next week. All right. Peace out. Peace.